Our coffee breaks with researchers aim to spread knowledge about regional development and innovation. By sending a camera around the world, we present you with different angles and insights on the topic. We ask researchers directly and in a personal manner about their work. We want to make scientific knowledge accessible to all. Hi, welcome to Coffee Break with researchers. Today, we are at the Regional Innovation Policies Conference in Florence, and I'm having an actual coffee break with Pedro Marquez. He's a researcher at Ingenio, uh, this is a research center affiliated to the Spanish National Research Council and the Polytechnic University of Valencia in Spain. Thank you, Pedro. It is a pleasure to have you here in uh, Coffee Break and this conference. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you very much for the invitation. It's a pleasure to be doing this, uh, having this coffee break with you. I am not asking you today about which coffee are you having because I know you're having a Colombian black coffee. So Indeed. I... <laughs> it's very good. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk with you about a recent paper you wrote uh, with your colleagues about how universities can play a catalytic role in regional development through their engagement activities. Could you please tell me what the paper was about? So the paper was specifically about, about uh, universities and in less developed regions and it was trying to understand how they can, through their research activities and through their knowledge, contribute to regional development. Uh, I think it's important to know that the, our, uh, let's say, approach to the paper was more through the regional development part. So even though universities were the key agents, we wanted to look at the whole system that allows them to become, to have a catalytic effect on their regional economies. And we also wanted to look at the potential negative consequences of this, because I think it's not often discussed but there can also be some negative uh, impacts, practical and normative, and so we also discussed that at the end of the paper. So I can see that one of the key notions of your paper is the one about innovation ecosystems. Could you please clarify it? Yeah, so what this means is that when we look at very successful regions uh, where uh, you have you know, good universities and people come out of these universities and create successful companies, you often look at just that story and you forget that there's actually a lot of institutions and a lot of people around them that help them to have such a successful trajectory. So uh, this idea of the innovation ecosystem, a bit like a real ecosystem, is that you have a lot of different components and they all make a contribution. For instance, inside the university, do you have a good research center? Uh, you know, do you have support at the university? Outside of it, do you have people that can give you financial support, legal support, uh, management support, and then also do you have other companies in the region that you can work with? So this is the idea, right? That innovation is not just about having a good idea and turning it into, and turning it into something that can be sold, but it's about the whole support system, uh, which we call it an ecosystem. Thank you for that. And um, based on that, could you please explain to me which ones were the main findings of your paper? Oh, so, uh, so here, because we were looking specifically at less developed regions, in this case, um, Wales in the UK, uh, you know, with my co-workers, we did these two case studies on um, one on smart coatings for buildings and another one on semiconductors. Uh, so we're looking at a region that does not have a very strong innovation ecosystem. Uh, and so we're trying to understand how could they develop these projects. And so our main findings is that at this level, you have to be quite creative. Uh, you have to build on your capacities and then you have to go and find 
partners wherever they're available, not necessarily next to you, maybe uh, in this case in London, in other parts of the UK. You have to find funding from different sources. You have to be able to bring all of these things together in order to make it work. Uh, and I think this is the main finding is that if you don't have a local innovation ecosystem, you have to be able to build it and maybe bring people from other places and you have to be creative in the way you do that. If I may ask you, um, which one was the main personal motivation in writing this paper? Well, for me, particularly, is that I've always been interested about the development of less developed uh, regions and countries, partly because of where I'm from. I'm originally from Portugal. And so, from the beginning, my motivation for all my research really was understanding, okay, you have these places that uh, have cer some certain level of development, but they are struggling to go up, you know, to higher levels of income and productivity and, uh, and growth. And so, what can help them? And I think a lot of the answer there is knowledge and technology and being capable of um, doing new things, maybe even disruptive, that can really change your, your productive system. I have to copy to that. I was very interested also in that part of your research because uh, I come from a developing country, Colombia. So um, thinking of such a type of countries, which ones would you say are the main policy implications of your research? Well, I think, uh, you know, if you look at the, these projects, uh, you come up with maybe three major implications. One is that you have to be realistic about what you can do. So you have to build on the r strengths that you have. Uh, in this case, there was already capacity in this field. There was research capacity. There was already some collaborations with firms. So they built on this and then they invested a lot. So I think this is important. Uh, the second thing is you have to be creative in the way you manage these things, in the way you, you get resources. So uh, as we've always been saying in this field, you cannot go for one size fits all policies. You have to think very clearly about how you can pull together different people, different companies, different centers, different sources of funding in order to make it work. Uh, and you also have to be a little bit ambitious. And also, um, as we say at the end of the paper, you have to be careful about the potential negative aspects of this. So as I was saying at the beginning, this was also one of our concerns. Sometimes the policy can be hijacked by special interests. Uh, you have to think about whether you're making good use of public money. I do think that this is important. But primarily, you know, be realistic, be creative and be ambitious. Thank you for that. That's a great message. Um, so um, thanks again for your time and for having this uh, nice chat with me. And I wish you all the best in your future research and hope to see you next time. Thank you very much. Thank you for watching. If you are interested in more details about this academic publication, find here the link and see you next time. Bye bye.